0: business and people. Your host, Walt Bayless. Let's get this show started. Welcome to the Business and People podcast. I am your host, Walt Bayless, and on today's interview, we talk with a young CEO named Aman Motiwala. Aman is the CEO and chairman of the ADM groups and ADM labs and has achieved incredible growth getting named in some of the fastest growing companies in the States. He talks through his journey all the way from becoming a, a, having a degree in aeronautics all the way through to working with private aeronautics companies, getting into luxury brands, traveling the world, and working with some of the most influential people on the globe. Arman's story is fascinating. He's so generous with his time, and he has a great message for anybody that's looking to work and succeed in the entrepreneurial space. I really love this interview. I'm so grateful to have been able to catch up with Arman. I hope you enjoy it too. This is the Business and People podcast and our special guest interview with Arman Motiwala. Aman, thanks so much for joining us on the show, man. I really appreciate you being here. No, I appreciate you having me. Thank you. So I mentioned in the introduction that you've, you've had a lot of success moving through with, with one concierge. I noticed there that that was uh, one of the fastest growing companies in the world. Now you've moved on to uh, the ADM group and ADM Labs, which is obviously taking a, a major um, step forward mm-hmm. as the CEO there. What's, you know, how did this all come to be? What, what, how has your story of life got to you, to where you are?
1: Um you know it's funny, I, I uh I never actually ever anticipated doing any of this. Um, <laughs> I uh I went to school for, for aviation, always wanted to be a pilot. And um you know, I actually also was never really good at sales or, or talking to people, but I remember my first my first job ever was um in an alumni call center pulling uh, a alumni and asking for donations. So, wow. um, you know, if you want to learn about rejection, work in a call center, it's
0: the <laughs> easiest. <laughs> it's good training. <laughs> right?
1: Absolutely. And so, you know, that kind of got me over my, you know, fear of, I guess, talking to people. And after that, I kind of moved into, I mean, I did, I did everything from car sales and timeshare to, uh, you know, my second year of college, I started, you know, I went to the mail room and I found a, an ad from one of our alumni uh, on the uh, I guess on post-it board, and he was looking for interns uh, for a private jet company. So um, I thought that was pretty cool. Wow. And so, um, you know, that guy now, his, his name's Richard Zahar, he's, um, he's actually uh, the vice president of the Air Charter Association of North America. He runs Paramount Business Chess, they're one of the fastest and largest, uh, um, you know, growing uh, private jet companies in the world. But, um, you know, he kind of took me under his wing, taught me everything that I knew at the time about selling and customer service and how to build a business. Wow. And, you know, while I was doing the aviation thing, uh, you know, I started to have clients that came to me and, you know, after getting a jet charter or buying a plane, they would ask for, you know, Super Bowl tickets, or they wanted like a meet and greet with Katy Perry or, you know, some something. And so, um, that's kind of what started the foray into the concierge thing. Wow. Um, and I started building up this little black book of contacts and it just kind of took off. I was, I was fortunate, but it was, it was very organic. Um, I never meant to become a business owner. I just kind of stumbled into it. So wow. Like,
0: That's so cool. I, I love the fact that the, 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 co- the creation of that kind of network <laughs> of contacts, as you said, the little black book of, of connected people around the world kind of grew into something so amazing with, with the previous company. So how did you move from that then into where you are now with, with the ADM group and ADM Labs?
1: Yeah, that, that was a bit of a story too. Um, so, you know, when I was, um, you know, when I was working with that private jet company, eventually that con- the concierge part just kind of took off and it became its own thing. And I, I, went, I moved into that full-time. Uh, one of our clients... Um, a couple of years down the road, uh, they were an offshore bank and um, they came to us and asked us to kind of help with their concierge program for their, for their card. Um, you know, they produced uh, the world's only solid gold MasterCard. Wow. Um, and so, you know, we had a lot of high net worth clients. Um, you know, that in itself was a learning experience uh, for me, uh, you know, on the banking and financial side. And so I started to move more from, you know, just being a professional genie, you know, so to speak, to uh, really learning more about, you know, high net worth uh, clients, um, you know, money management, um, you know, and kind of dealing with uh, clients and their businesses. And so eventually um, I ended up um, kind of merging or selling that company, you know, the one concierge group to, um, to that particular client. And, um, you know, while I was there, uh, a lot of the clients I was working with at the time, you know, they weren't looking for just concierge or lifestyle stuff. They they really wanted uh, someone that could help in all aspects of their lives. And that meant, uh, you know, their businesses, you know, finding other opportunities for them, you know, businesses to buy or sell. And so that's kind of where ADM Group started in that we, um, we, de- you know, we became more of a, you know, mergers and acquisitions sort of company. Nice. Um, we, we kind of helped clients locate businesses or opportunities that they were interested in. And one of those in particular was a, an NFL player that was a client of mine and he was looking for us to help, um, sell one of his THC or weed farms, uh, to a tobacco company. Um, at that time I, I knew nothing about, you know, marijuana or cannabis or anything else like that. And so, um, you know, kind of just another step in that evolution. I started, you know, going to Colorado, learning as much as I could. And, um, you know, eventually what I learned about was, you know, CBD and hemp and how that was really transforming, transforming the industry. Um, in that it was was basically everything institutional investors were looking for because it wasn't weed or THC. Uh, it was legal, you know, all over the United States. It had so many different, um, applications in, you know, medical and health space, food products. And so it just seemed like, uh, you know, one of those opportunities that I thought could really take off. Yeah. And as I slowly started exploring that, uh, ADM Labs was born. You know, uh, we decided that, uh, I mean, we like most things I've done, you know, when I first dabble into something, I, you know, basically kind of take on the role of a broker, right? Try to figure it out. And eventually, if you can't find it, just make it. Right. And that's, that's kind
0: of what we did with Medium Labs. That kind of feels like the uh, the entrepreneur's credo. I know I've, I've said that so many times myself. I, I was looking for a solution, couldn't find one, so we decided to build it, and other people were, were in the same sort of space. It's a long way from uh, from an aeronautics degree, which I noticed that uh, that you've got safely tucked <laughs> under, the, under the belt. Do you still fly? Do you still manage to get up in the air?
1: I mean, I fly all the time as a passenger now. Uh, yeah. But, you know, um, I mean the one thing I think I probably want to really get back into is at least flying privately, you know, like yeah. flying your own plane, so to speak. Um, as I'm sure you know, most entrepreneurs have, uh, you know, less time to do other things as as they even have to sleep. So, you uh, know, <laughs> hopefully when, when things calm down a little bit, um, maybe, maybe I can kind of use the payoff to get back into flying. That definitely is my passion still.
0: I read a, um, I read a quote the other day that uh, Jeff Bezos from Amazon uh, is is so busy that he tries to optimize the time that he takes to brush his teeth. <laughs> so I know what you mean. I know what you yeah, mean. Yeah, I mean. So how many people yes, have you got to, Oh, sorry, man, I didn't mean to cut you off. How many people have you got there now with uh, with ADM groups and ADM labs? Like, what's your what's your staff count?
1: Uh, right now we're about uh, 25. Wow, um, fantastic. So,
0: yeah, growing. <laughs> I can see how that would take a lot of your time. What What does an average day look like for you now, I'm on. Like, what's what's a day's routine for you?
1: Well, um, you know, it's uh, it's interesting. I've I've actually seen quite a bit of a, a change in myself over the last last year or two as well. Um, you know, my my chief operating officer, uh, Nico, um, he's, he's been with us for you know last ten years, uh, followed us through multiple businesses, and um, you know, I I admire the way the guy works because he probably sleeps only four hours a day. Wow. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I remember, you know, being a couple of years younger and being able to do that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, with, with a with a wife and, you know, and, and a baby on the way, once the, the hardest thing for me has been to find some sense of work life balance. And so, um, you know, my day typically starts at around, you know, 6, 630 a.m. Um, I try to be out the door. Uh, by 7:30 or eight, if I'm not held up on some kind of conference call or putting out some sort of fire. Um, but, you know, like you mentioned with Jeff Bezos, the one thing that is difficult for me to do is have any time wasted during the day. Cause I just don't have any. So um, almost every hour of the day is planned. Uh, whether it's a meeting or a conference call, it's typically just going from one meeting conference call or opportunity to the next um and you know the day starts to wind down maybe about you know six or seven yep. um I, I might get home around eight uh typically you know it used to be that i'd be on the phone still or you know writing emails till like uh, 10 11 o'clock at night but yep. um i you know my wife very quickly uh made it clear that if i wanted to have a family i should probably put that phone away when i get home so it's it's definitely a balancing act um I think in today's world, it's very difficult to completely shut off. Yeah. But I think one of the fortunate things about being able to grow an enterprise to a certain level is that's where you're able to start to delegate and um, be able to kind of reclaim some of the time that you lose. And personally, I think for any entrepreneur, at least from my perspective, the biggest gift that I think we're all working towards is, is free time.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely, and I think you know so many entrepreneurs work so hard to get to that freedom point, and you know, uh, there's there's the hustle and grind, there's the almost the, the badge of honor about you know working working harder than you ever do as an employee in a, in order to achieve that freedom down the path. So you know, I, I recognize that journey absolutely. What do you think uh, is the is the next steps for you to be able to achieve that freedom that that you're working towards? I mean, for um
1: me personally, I think, um, I think we're kind of at the precipice of taking our organization to the next level. Nice. Um, you know, with ADM Labs and ADM Group, um, you know, Tushware, this is the um, the furthest I've come in my professional career to uh, taking a company public um, or, you know, being able to uh, really kind of cash in on all the things that I've been working towards uh, for most of my professional career. So I think um, one thing I've noticed that, about myself is that I, I, I usually tend to gravitate towards emerging industries, whether it's, you know, something like uh, cryptocurrency, you know, CBD and hemp, or, you know, even, even the concierge lifestyle industry, all kind of niche things. But, um, you know, when you're a big fish in, in, in a relatively small pond, right, it's, it's pretty easy to, uh, uh, to kind of make a name for yourself. And then, um, you know, in this case, with something like CBD and hemp, uh, our pond's just grown massively more than we ever thought. And yes. so um, I think uh, being able to kind of take us to some sort of vehicle yep. um, is
0: going to be probably the highlight of my career. Fantastic. What's What's been the highlight so far? Like looking at what you've achieved has been absolutely amazing. Like just getting listed in the, you know, fastest growing companies and that kind of stuff has been incredible. But wh- what would you say is your your biggest achievement? What's What's the brag moment?
1: Um, in all honesty, uh, I think, you know, starting ADM labs and ADM group, one of the things that meant the most to me was to see, um, individuals that I worked with over the last 10 years of my career, um, kind of follow me into that. Um, and that, that was rewarding because, you know, as an entrepreneur, you kind of stumble multiple times, um throughout your career and so if you have a a core group of people that actually are willing to follow you from you know one disaster to the next so to speak then you know there's a little faith that you're doing something right so i think that's probably the best uh the best thing for me to know that i have at least the trust and confidence of those that have followed me over the years
0: I think I was talking to my daughter uh, yesterday. I'm a father of two kids as well. And I was talking to my daughter yesterday about leadership and that kind of stuff. And I said, one one of the most important things is to be a leader that people want to follow. There's no point leading away and then looking behind you and realizing that there's nobody there. So like to have that core group of people that put their trust in you and followed you through to to the position you are now. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. You mentioned um, you mentioned that, of course, being an entrepreneur, there's lots of those slips and, and stumbles along the way. What would you say would be the biggest um, whoops moment of your life so far? And, and, like, what did you learn from that along the way?
1: I mean, so many to count. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, so, I mean, I, I grew up in Dubai, um, in what I would call a relatively sheltered bubble. Um, you know, there's, when I grew up, you know, Dubai was kind of just this, um, kind of pristine sort of environment. You know, there's no crime. People left their doors unlocked, that sort of thing. And when I came to the United States, I was incredibly naive. Um, uh, and you know, my, my, parents have always instilled in me basically kind of three basic tenets of, you know, good words, good thoughts, good deeds. Um, and being able to kind of carry those sort of um, values with me is something that, you know, I held on to through college and beyond. But one of the things I quickly noticed, uh, even in the lifestyle company, I remember it was a, you know, it was a Friday, maybe around 5, 6 p.m. And I had a client that wanted to go to the NBA All-Stars game. Uh, they wanted a suite and um, they told me they were going to pay me on Monday. Um, And I think it was $35,000. And, um, you know, I remember thinking to myself, well, the guy said he's going to pay me on Monday. There's no reason he wouldn't pay me on Monday. I mean, he wrote me a promissory note, you know? And so I went ahead and I filled the bill and, you know, come Monday, obviously that, that check never came. And, you know, come Friday, the guy disappeared off the face of the earth. Uh, and, wow. you know, I remember that moment. And then another one where, you know, I got somebody tickets, I guess, to a basketball game or something like that. And I got a chargeback one day, it was my first chargeback ever. And my business partner at the time, uh, couldn't understand why I was so confused. Because in my mind, the guy had gone to the game, and he had used the tickets. So I couldn't understand why there was a chargeback. I thought it must've been some kind of mistake or maybe he accidentally didn't recognize the charge. Uh, I literally could not comprehend that somebody would ever take something from somebody and then not, not honor what they say. Yeah. So, um, I mean it was literally just a concept that was just brand new to me. And so unfortunately, you know, I realized that I became quite cynical I yep. think, uh, in the early years uh, of being a business owner because being an entrepreneur is like getting punched in the face on a daily basis. (laughs) And then when you are, you know, kind of, you know, striving to, you know, kind of make ends meet, so to speak, and you take a risk on a person and they turn around and they stab you in the back, that's where you kind of lose a little bit of faith. But um, I think what I'm probably most proud about is despite the fact that I'm now a realist, um, what I've, I guess, learned is that, you know, there still is a lot of good out there. So holding on to those values that I kind of came here with um, has still never really steered me wrong. Just kind of have to be a little more uh, realistic about the world we live in today. Yeah, so.
0: sure. Sure. It's a uh, trust in everyone, but still lock your door. And and. Like, you know, without letting that destroy the ability to, to actually trust in people. I think the, um, the lessons learned along the way form, you know, each of us individually. They form the people that we are. If you had the opportunity, Aman, if you, if you had that time right now to go back uh, to, to speak to your younger self, you know, that, that graduating student holding that economics, uh, sorry, that aeronautics degree, what advice would you give that young man?
1: I think um, I think if anything I would probably tell him to invest a little more time in himself okay um, you know I think I think all the success in the world is you know I think it means nothing if you're unable to at least kind of share the fruits of that labor with you know people in your life that you care about mm-hmm. um, in my early quest for um, you know for success, I know that I lost a lot of friends you know from college I I lost touch with a lot of family Um, and uh, you know thinking about how I'm handling things now uh, there always is a better way you know and uh, I think maybe if I had some of that balance a little earlier on um, it probably would have even helped me out in my career
0: yeah sure nice and I think like let's let's take that a little bit wider because Taking taking that uh, time for yourself and 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 adding that that balance in, I think is something that you know we we've, we've touched on already in the in the conversation that we need to achieve as we're moving through. Um, if you if you could take that a little bit wider, let's say that you've got an opportunity to stand on stage in a room full of graduate students. You've got kids there that are just about to come into what we like to call the real world. Uh, they they're all bright eyed and shiny. They've all got degrees under their under their elbow. Like what? what would you like to tell them that's going to help them along their way?
1: I think, I think I would probably tell them to stay the course. Okay. I mean, as most entrepreneurs know, uh, being an entrepreneur again is also like, it's, it's an emotional roller coaster, right? It's the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Um, you, know, you come into work some days wondering how you're going to pay the electricity bill the next day. You know, you want to buy everybody a car because you just had a big deal come through. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's 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 great. But I think a lot of times, especially when people start to see failure the first time, second time, or when they start to see a repeated string of failures, a lot of times people give up. And, um, you know, I've just, for whatever reason, I've just never, uh, I guess I've always been a problem solver. It's probably why I decided to go down the whole concierge route, right, and actually help fix people's problems or give them whatever they, you know, they're looking for. Um, and so when I'm faced with a problem, you know, I was told by one of my earlier mentors that no just meant not yet. And so there's something that wasn't done, which is why that person is giving you a no or why the answer is no in that situation. But, um, we have the ability to turn that no into a yes. It's just, um, What do we have to do to achieve that? So if, if I was standing in front of them, I would tell them not to give up because, you know, it probably won't happen the first the second time or the third time, but you know, even if you have a string of failures in the six or seven times deep, you're eventually going to get the payoff that you want. And that feeling and that satisfaction, there's a, there's nothing that compares.
0: I think that's such solid advice, man, stay the course, because you're right, like we all see that uh, that great idea that falls, you know, at the first hurdle or whatever it is, and truly great things are only accomplished when when people refuse to give up, and I like that. Um, you know, connection with your concierge business, with the lifestyle business, where you say like it's literally just solving that problem again and again and again and again, and again creating something uh, tangible in the end, which I think is brilliant. You mentioned a mentor there, Aman. Do you, do you currently have a business mentor? Do you actually have a formal relationship with someone or is there just people that you look up to and model? I mean, right
1: right this minute, um, what's interesting is I, I, I always have in every other business I've been in, um and with the space that i'm in being so new um it's it's gratifying to see that for some others in this space i've become a mentor to them oh brilliant um you know so this is the first time i've ever ventured into something that is you know i guess relatively untapped and new you know um rather than being able to look up to the pioneers in this space you know we are one of them so what i don't currently have, um, you know, someone specific in this space I look up to, there's obviously people that, you know, like I mentioned, like Richard, that have um, helped me kind of throughout my career that I still speak to, you yeah. know, on a regular basis. Um, and, and what I think what's crazy about, you know, all the different spaces I've been in from private aviation and, and banking to hospitality to, you know, hemp and CBD, you wouldn't think that there's any connection between any of them. But in every single one of those businesses, I found a way to leverage existing contacts or prior relationships, um, through whatever means, it, it, you know, business is business in the world is a lot smaller than I think sometimes people think it is. Yeah. Um, and you know, going from one end of the world to the other with the sort of businesses I've been in, I, I can certainly attest to that. You know, I never expected any of my aviation clients to converge with the world of hemp, but I've been able to use our private aviation contracts or contacts to actually, you know, move product, uh, around the country. <laughs> so, um, you never know where uh, a connection is going to lead.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love it. And are there people now that you, uh, that you, I guess, follow in, in terms of social media? Are there some of the leaders and entrepreneurs that, that, that you look up to? So, i
1: um, um, you know, I'm sure everyone says, you know, Steve jobs was that, you know, definitely one of their more influential, um, mentors. I've always found him to be a fascinating individual Um, but you know, someone like Elon Musk, um, you know, uh, Tim cook, Jeff Bezos. uh, I think it's definitely worthwhile kind of studying how different each one of those leaders are. I mean, their management style, their leadership style is so vastly different. Um, But as I'm sure you've, you've seen, you know, they're all of those leaders have or share a lot of common traits. And so, you know, typically, the way I operate, at least, is I kind of like to look at, you know, people like that and then try to see what kind of common thread or link, uh, you know, they all share. Yeah. And, and that's usually kind of the takeaway for me. You know, if, if it's working for a variety of different people, you know, maybe it will work for me. Maybe it won't, but, you know, no harm in trying it.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think like looking at what's the common thread between all of them gives you that almost like a cheat sheet in terms of they've all got so many different things going on, but with that common thread running through. Do you, uh, do you find yourself, um, so talking about these mentors and, and people out that, are, that are out there in the industry and also winding back to your studies and solving problems and, and then busyness, do you find the time to, to, uh, to read any media? Do you, kinda, do you have podcasts that you're following or like are you tapped into any books or that kind of stuff?
1: Uh, typically, yeah, I mean, typically, um, typically in the mornings,
0: you know, uh, you know,
1: getting started in the morning, winding down in the evenings, that's kind of where I'm, uh, I'm typically looking at stuff like that. LinkedIn is an incredible, incredible resource, you know, um, rather than kind of mindlessly thumbing through my Facebook newsfeed, I I find myself more and more just, um, you know, reading through articles on LinkedIn or, um you know, uh, especially when there's interviews. Um, I love reading interviews with leaders like, you know, uh, Elon Musk, um, or, you know, a lot of times people report, report on their quirks, like, you know, standing only meetings or, yeah. you know, you know, Elon Musk keeps certain like meetings or phone calls relatively short, you know? Um, and it, it's, it, it always, the, the article always seems to be written rather strangely to, someone that i guess can't share that mindset but for someone like myself and i'm sure you and a lot of your uh viewers it's um it's refreshing to know that there are people out there that are trying to optimize the stuff that you know if the experience that we all kind of share so um that's interesting for me to kind of see uh, read that stuff you know in the mornings
0: makes us makes us all feel a little bit more connected and a little bit more like we're on the right path what's what's something that people would find strange about you Aman what if, if they knew about you this particular thing they'd say wow that was amazing I didn't realize well I mean a lot um
1: <laughs> um you know uh I guess I, I'm, I'm very much an, or I, I was very much an activist in, in, in college, um, okay. uh, civil rights, environmental stuff. Um, you know, uh, I worked for Greenpeace for a little bit, oh, cool. <laughs> so, I mean, that, I mean, I've always been very interested in social causes, um, and, uh, you know, obviously working in, you know, offshore banking or the hospitality space and catering to the 1% doesn't really make me sound like that sort of person. But um, I mean, that's actually one of the reasons for ADM Labs is kind of my way of redeeming my soul a little bit for nice. some of the things I've had to endure over the years. So Understood. Um, I think that I might find that a little shocking.
0: That's awesome. I love it. I love it. I've got, uh, Amon, indulge me for a second. I've got a, a 60 second challenge that we, we like to ask everybody that's coming through. Uh, and so here's the premise of the 60 second challenge. A friend of yours who you haven't seen for a long time comes to you and you manage to catch up with them for a coffee or for a lunch and they tell you that they've been working for a job, they've been working a job for the last 20 years, they really admire what you've done and they've finally taken the leap and they've gone out on their own, on, in a business, they've started their own company and you know, they're getting going and they put to you a question that just says, what advice would you give that person in 60 seconds or less?
1: I would tell them that they shouldn't be afraid of making mistakes. Nice. Because the chances of them getting something right are almost next to impossible. There's no such thing as a right answer when you first start. You're going to make a crap ton of mistakes. I mean, I've been surrounded by people um, all my career that will point to, you know, mistakes that have been made or things that aren't working out perfectly. And, you know, my response is always that like, hindsight is twenty twenty. But if we didn't make those mistakes, we wouldn't have learned the things we learned, or we wouldn't have found a way to make things better. And then we'd be right back down there with everybody else.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, um, and I guess, as you said, to the, to room full of grad students, just stay the course, right? Absolutely. Yeah, very cool. Um, Aman, I'm so grateful for your time, man. And I really, really do appreciate it. What's next for you? Like, Where will we see, where will we see ADM Labs, uh, ADM Group? Where will we see you in the future? Like, What's, what's going on right now?
1: Well, um, hopefully you'll be seeing ADM Labs, uh, you know, take to some sort of uh, public vehicle, maybe get listed at some point in time. Um, And, you know, ADM Group has a couple of interesting things coming down the pipeline. We're uh, going to open our entertainment company. We're getting into, um, uh, you know, kind of getting back into some of the things that we've done before. So, uh, you know, working with uh, smaller or younger startups and kind of helping be an incubator for them and so, um, you know, my goal, dream has always been to you know, really be a venture capitalist. So now that we're finally in a place to be able to, you know, kind of take other people under our wings, Fantastic. Um, you know, we're looking for
0: that. Oh, unreal. So uh, if you're listening to this, you're watching this, make sure you you hook up with Aman. I'll put a, a link to a profile there that you can follow along with the, the ADM group and uh, see what Aman's all about. Again, man, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I love the journey that you've been on. I'm excited for what's coming for you. And, and, you know, hopefully we'll get to see you in the sky soon as well.
1: Absolutely. I appreciate your time. Thanks again for having me.
0: Thanks, man. Great to see you.